welcome to Time Limit. I'm your host, Brett Harned, and today's topic is one that's really close to me, and it's all about PM community. I spent a good amount of my career speaking about digital project management and also building a community around it. In 2010, I started a meetup for digital PMs in the Philadelphia area, and I produced the first and largest conference for the digital project management community. That's called the Digital PM Summit. So I've been lucky enough to foster the DPM community and really watch it grow. It's been a ton of work, but it's also been really gratifying. So today, I'm happy to welcome two folks to the show who are going to share their own perspective on building community in project management. Christine Holcomb is a producer on the Human-Centered Design Education team at USAA, and Tracy Hennessy is the project management director at a digital agency called Handsome. Both of these ladies are a part of the greater digital PM community, and they organize meetups for DPMs in Austin, Texas. If you're interested in hearing more about the value of community and events, or maybe you're interested in just starting your own meetup, keep listening. Welcome, Christina Tracy. How are you both doing today? Good. Great. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here on Time Limit. We're going to talk all about PM community. Um, and I personally feel like this is a really important topic because, you know, community can help people to feel supported in their careers just by making connections with other people in similar roles. It's definitely something that I've seen with the Digital PM Summit. Um, and of course, that kind of thing then leads to really like furthering knowledge and career growth and a lot more benefits. So I really love this topic um, and I'm really happy to have you here. So the two of you actually run the Kick-Ass PM meetup in Austin, Texas. Um, and I know that Team Gantt has been a sponsor. I've been to some of your events and it's a really great group. Um, so I'd really love to kind of dig into the background on your meetup, maybe before we talk about some other things surrounding community and, and the value of community. So Christine, if I could start with you. So you ca- sure. co-founded the, the Kick-Ass PM meetup. And I'm curious, like, when did you realize that you wanted to build a community of your own and, and really take that step to, to start with Kick-Ass PM? So I started out about six years ago, six or seven years ago, when I attended the first Digital Project Management Summit that you all hosted in Philadelphia. Oh, cool. And at the time, I was working as a loan project manager for a really small company. And so I just didn't really know that many other project managers. I knew the PMs of our clients, but that's that's a different relationship than someone who is your peer or who is in the same industry as you. So when I went to the DPM Summit, I was inspired by the sense of community I felt because that was so foreign to me, being the lone wolf PM at my company. Um, So after the summit, when I came back to Austin, I reached out to Dina Fitzpatrick, who was another Austin PM at the conference. And we had met actually at the summit, even though we were both from Austin. So I reached out to her and said, hey, you want to start a meetup? And she said, sure. And then we registered on meetup.com and have been running ever since. Amazing. And, And how many members do you have now? It's a crazy number. From what I remember. So uh, I checked last night and I think we have just over 1,600 members on meetup.com. That is amazing. Meetup is a great tool for, for meetup organizers for sure. It is. Are there any other is. meetups like Kick Ass PM in your area in Austin? 
So there are a lot, there are so many meetups in Austin. It's got a really, really flourishing meetup scene. So there are a lot for designers and developers. There's our content strategist meetups. There are um, like API developer meetups. And there was just a dearth of meetups for people who are in operations or project management. Um, So I feel like we have the benefit of taking advantage of this really large meetup scene and then being able to carve out a niche for project managers specifically. Yeah, absolutely. So it sounds like you went to the Digital PM Summit, you realized you wanted maybe a little bit more of that in your life with uh, meeting with some local PMs, finding some good connections. Um, Do I assume that that's how you and Tracy met? Tracy, how did you kind of get into the fold? (laughs) Yeah, good question. Um, So the very first meetup I went to and instantly knew that this was something that I wanted to be a part of. So originally I came on right away to help with marketing and other sort of more behind the scenes support. Um, And then afterwards joined in helping schedule and host meetups. And then um, when Dina moved away, um, I stepped in to take over the uh, main organizing with Christine. Cool. So I'm curious because, you know, I started the DPM Philly meetup in Philadelphia when I lived in Center City, and that kind of happened before the Digital PM Summit. And the idea behind kind of the the meetup was to to meet my people, to meet people who shared similar struggles, who could relate to the work that I was doing, provide some advice, et cetera, et cetera. But finding those people was tough. So I'm curious, what was your tactic? And and this applies to anybody out there who's really trying to start a meetup of their own, no matter kind of like what the community would be. Um, How do you get new members? How do you find those people? In the beginning, one of the things that we did that was effective was to go to other meetups. So Mm -hmm. to go to the designer and development meetups and um, connect with other project managers or pitch our meetup to people who were influential in that design space or in the engineering space and then um, have them refer their project managers to us or vice versa. So um, because at the time my network was really small when I, when I started kick ass PM, I had to build that network from the ground up. Um, So a lot of it was done word of mouth and then um, meetup.com also though, I feel like once, since we do put on a monthly event, more or less, and we've put on a monthly event for almost six full years, then um, we have a pretty solid reputation at this point. Um, So it started out being very high touch, like I was personally going out and meeting people. And then I think that doing that legwork and having the consistency of a monthly meetup has led us to this point now where we're able to attract, uh, attract members just through a meetup and word of mouth. Yeah. Also what helps for our meetup is so we try as a benefit to um, the people that are attending to change up the location pretty often. So each month we try to handle a different digital office downtown. And so when you do that, you get a new insight of people in that organization that might not have heard of your group before that attend, and then they tell their friends. And so that variety of location and variety of host space has also helped a lot in bringing new people to the fold that realize that it's an awesome group and stick around. Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. I think 
you know, what you're explaining, like, it's a lot of work, right? Like you put a lot of yes, work it <laughs> <Yeah>. is. <laughs> like, it outside is. of your job. This is not something that you're getting paid for. Like you're basically a volunteer starting a community. Um, how do you manage that with the work that you've got going on, you know, not only at work and in the office, but also at home? So this is something that we tell anyone that asks us about starting a meetup or building community is that you need a partner. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And so I started out doing this with Dina, as I mentioned, and then she moved to LA and the timing worked out that when she moved, Tracy was interested in helping me organize this. Um, But if Tracy had not (laughs) stepped into that role, I don't know how I would have managed it on my own Um, because it is, you, it's, something that takes a partnership or a whole team of people to do. And then that makes it more manageable. Yeah. Cause I mean, we all have lives and stuff comes up and, you know, generally we both go to all of our events, but occasionally we can't, um, one of us can't make it for one reason or another. And so the worst thing ever would be to cancel something last minute when people are planning on it and the host has all their, um, uh, content ready to go. And so it also is a little bit of a risk management tactic to have the two of us, working together so that we can split things up when we need to. Yeah, that makes sense. Can you guys talk a little bit about um, the types of events you do? I'm interested to know, like, what kind of events or meetup events really resonate for a project management audience? Yeah, that's a good question. So our events that we do, we try to have a blend of hard skills and soft skills education components. So, you know, the goal with Kick-Ass PM and building community is that we want to give people an opportunity to network with each other. And so we always start with some type of networking, uh, loose, unstructured time for people to just get to know each other over drinks and snacks. And then we try to have a nice blend of hard skills. So if we're going through a particular type of tool or we're showing people um, how to work on, you know, risk management management or a certain very tactical component of the job. Sometimes we also will do things that are softer, that are more around how to manage up or how to work on dealing with difficult team members. A lot of those soft skills that are hard to deal with as you especially move up into more senior level roles. Uh, Having a mix of both of those, I think, helps everybody become more well-rounded project managers. And the soft skill events also attract people that aren't very tactically a project manager in their current role. They might be someone who works really closely with project managers or wants to get into that type of role and needs to know more than just the brass tacks of being a project manager about how to do the job well. Yeah, I love that. I think I I love the idea of not just PMs coming to the meetup. And I know in Philly, we've had that. We've had engineers and photographers and event planners. And I I love that because I think PM really does apply to everyone in some way. Like even if you're not specifically a PM in your day-to-day job, there are things that you're managing in your role. So I I think that's really cool. And along those lines, I'm curious, you know, since you've been around for like, what, six or seven years, like, have you noticed that people have kind of graduated out of the meetup? Like, is there a career path that kind of gets people out of digital project management and into something else. I'm just curious if you've made any observations in that area. Yeah, I feel like there, there are a lot of people who, um, see, see, especially in Austin in a town that is 
such a strong technology industry. Um, a lot of people see their coworkers or friends or spouses um, in this really rapidly growing area and um, see the parallels between what they're doing, whether it's in the education or event planning or what have you, um, and just uh, kind of leveraging that culture that Austin has that's now kind of become ingrained in the people that live here um, that I feel like is different than perhaps in other cities that might not have as strong of a um, technology center, if that makes sense. Yeah, I also think it's less role specific as much as it is about the stage that people are at in their career journey. So, you know, we have members who have been floating in and out of the group for the entire six years. And um, you'll see people come a few months in a row because they're either feeling like they're struggling on a particular thing at work and they want to try to get some PM therapy out of it with other PMs or they're considering what else is out there as far as options for me in my career, or they're in a lull at work and they have that sort of mental space to try to take on learning new things. And so it's really less driven, I think, by am I specifically a junior PM or a senior PM or like, and once I hit this title, I'm, I'm out and more about, you know, what's the mindset that you're in at various times throughout the year. And that's usually, I think, a, a big factor. Yeah, I think that that totally makes sense. And that's like a, a perfect segue into kind of talking about the value of community. So I think the the three of us clearly see the value. I'm wondering if, you know, you've had to have conversations with people about, you know, I, for instance, let me kind of back up. When I was at another company at an agency managing a team of PMs, I would organize a meetup and maybe one of my like team of five or six PMs would come and I would think, why aren't these people seeing that there's value in them coming? And I would always, you know, not be offended by them not coming, but just kind of <laughs> in the back of my head wonder, like, is it something about the programming or what? what is it? Like, why aren't people making time for this? And I'm curious, what do you all see as kind of the value of the community um, and what it can bring to people? Yeah, so I think Christine talked about the PM tendency of being lone wolves. And I think going out into the community to understand whether what other challenges people are facing is a really great way to just, I think, level set about where you are and the challenges you face in the context of the field itself. So we joke about it being PM therapy, but it's really just about, I think, that sense of knowing that there's other people that are in the same boat as you. And you can pick up some like small tips and tricks that come, I think, from getting outside of your own bubble. Like when you, um, you know, I, I run a team of PMs here that actually a couple I met through Kick-Ass PM, which has been super, super awesome. But, you know, when you're only interacting with people within your own company, um, you don't really get that sense to ask, you know, not literally, but is this normal or like, is this actually how things work elsewhere? Um, that context you really only get when you talk to people that are outside of your own org. So I think like getting outside of the office and being out at an event, you know, in the evening or in a different time of day can help you with a different type of comfort and openness talking to other PMs that it's a little bit hard to quantify the, the value in that. But I think it helps you grow and just gut check where you are immensely. Yeah. I also feel. Oh. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, I also feel like um, the project managers are often um, 
somewhat of the unsung heroes of the teams. Mm-hmm. Um, there's that whole concept of, um, can't remember who said this at a DPM summit in the past, but that project management is like air quality. If you can see it, then you're not doing a good job. <laughs> Or something to something to that effect, and so there's this, you know, historically been this concept of project managers being behind the scenes and filling the gaps, moving the team forward, working to to get things done, um, but then maybe not always being recognized for that because there isn't a specific part of the project or a specific deliverable that the public or the end user sees that that belongs to us. So I feel like in the same sense. Um, because that is the nature of so many people who work in this field, then I feel like we all might sometimes easily take for granted the value or the impact that we have on our teams. And so it's help building that community has also been helpful just in reminding one another, like, no, you are uh, important and you are uh, what your contributions are valid. And even if you feel like what you do isn't seen um it does matter and it does make a significant impact. Um, and there was one of the speakers at the DPM summit also mentioned that, um, that like rather than thinking of us as taking a back seat, we should be bold and it should, this is something that as a profession, we should be better advocates for ourselves. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And I'm so glad that you bring that up because I do think that that is a huge benefit of being a part of a community or, you know, even just attending a meetup is just gaining some perspective, whether you're in a role that you're kind of like, man, I'm not so sure that this is so great for me, or, you know, how are people doing this at other companies? Are there other avenues I should explore? Like there's a lot of perspective to be gained. And I love that you're kind of putting out there that, yeah, you are more than behind the scenes. And, And even if your company does keep you behind the scenes, that's okay. Like as as long as you're embracing your role and you're doing what you feel is good and right and and is making you feel good about what you're doing, then go for it, right? Um I'm wondering kind of along those lines if maybe you have any success stories you want to share. It sounded like Tracy, you've met people who you've hired through the <laughs> meetup, but you know, I think it just kind of builds on the idea that you know, going to events like this can be really, really valuable for your career. So are there any stories or things you want to share? Um, I think in general, one thing that we've been doing pretty regularly at our meetup is giving people an opportunity that might be hiring or that might be looking to call that out. So that, you know, a lot of the times that people come to meetups, it's because they're at that career point where they're trying to think about what else is available to them or they're in the active job market. Um, We've had a lot of people that have met someone through our meetup, come to a later meetup and been like, oh my gosh, so-and-so that talked about that role, they hired me for it. And that's super awesome to know that we're helping everybody get connected in becoming better PMs or finding those opportunities that best fit what they're looking for. Um, yes, I've, I have two team members that came through the meetup and that was super awesome. And I feel really lucky. That's not the goal with (laughs) not just trying to poach people. Um, but the other thing that I find really successful about the group is when you see the very tactical application of the things that we're trying to teach others about, um, in the day to day. So, you know, I've seen multiple um, events where someone's taught something like a format for how to run a retrospective or a way to prioritize and 
uh, think about the way to do our work, where we try to teach those bite-sized activities that are specific enough that they achieve a, a specific goal, but are general enough that you don't have to just be a project manager that works with this size team in this type of org to have it be useful. And, you know, we get a lot of people that reach out to us that are like, oh man, that retro form was really, really helpful. Like I've been using it every month ever since then. And um, years later have people come back that have referenced things that we've taught. And that to me is super validating because it shows that people are actually getting something out of it. Yeah. And to build on that, there's the, like the tactical lessons um, that might be down to like, we had a meetup once on how to send an executive email. And like, that was one of our, well, one of our highest rated events that we've had because it was so specific to, uh, to our members and the people who attend our group, but also, um, hearing from people about how the group has changed their career trajectory or they met someone at the meetup who introduced them to someone who introduced them to someone who hired them as a project coordinator or as an entry-level junior PM. Um, so we don't always hear that feedback right as it happens. It's something that has happened like, you know, a year after someone got hired, I bumped into them, um, at a, at a different event and they were like, Oh, Hey, you run kick ass PM, right? I met someone at your event and they ended up uh, giving me an introduction that got me hired as a project manager. So it's something that, you know, I'll be at the Y with my kids and <laughs> someone will approach me and be like, Oh, Hey, by the way, uh, this community, uh, like has had a significant impact on my life. Um, so that is, you know, that is a great reason to continue to do this after six years, mm -hmm. uh, you know, is, is having, seeing and hearing about that kind of impact, uh, to someone's career. Yeah, that's really cool. I love that. Thanks for, sh for sharing those stories. I think the, the, at the heart of this, like it's about connecting humans with humans, right? Like finding, something in common that you can talk about and then something that you can take back to work. And I actually really love the idea of an event around how to write an executive email. Like I, I part of me feels like the reason that digital PM does well is because we're not scared to approach topics that might seem silly to other people. Um, mm -hmm. Like that's a really important thing to know how to do. Um, and the other part of me feels like, we do those kinds of like more tactical topics because there's no real training for digital PM. Um, of course, there's PMI and Scrum Alliance and organizations that provide certifications, but we're kind of providing a different level of education than those organizations. Mm -hmm. um, do either of you have any experience with PMI or Scrum Alliance or any other kind of like project management organization like that? Yeah, so I got my PMP about four or five years ago, I think, at this point. Cool. And, um, you know, going through that process is really great. Like, I think in general, although you might not have as much practical application of all the things you learn in your immediate day to day, it's a uh, good thing to understand, I think, like the overall skill set and mindset of what is important in traditional project management, like learning the by the book, here's exactly how the rules are supposed to be followed and exactly how these types of ceremonies are supposed to be run. Um, you know, so I think there's definitely some value in that. I think that what we do a little bit differently 
at Kick-Ass PM outside of like the PMI uh, meetups and events that happen here in town is that I think our events tend to rely more on some of those softer or, or more organic um, day-to-day interactions that you might have. Like there's not a lesson on exactly like we did an improv for project managers uh, event that was super popular. You're never going to see something like that in a PMI type of meetup, but the ability to think on your feet and to jump into a scenario and to be able to react and feel comfortable in that environment is a super critical part of a project manager's job. So we try to inject some fun and excitement and soft skills around that um, in our group. That's great. Christine, do you think that there are any other, or have you seen any other like bigger differences between the more formalized organizations like PMI versus the meetup or even what we've done with the digital PM summit? So I feel like there is a, it's the two different uh, sides of the coin, really. To Tracy's point, Kick SPM is intended to be much more informal and to present different ideas and challenges of project managers than would normally be presented in like the PMI meetup or uh, part of the scrum certification training. Um, So I feel like that is, but you also can't have one without the other. So there is absolutely a need for organizations like PMI and like a Scrum Alliance to have that standard, those standard operating procedures or like standard way of working. Um, but it's almost like that is where you acquire the theory of how to run projects or how to implement process with your team. And then our meetup focuses a little bit more on the implementation or the practice of some of those principles and values and ideas. So I feel like um, you kind of, you shouldn't have one without the other. We can't, we couldn't just be like a shoot from the hip kick-ass PM (laughs) unless we had, unless we were drawing on some body of knowledge to inform uh, like what are best practices and what is the best way of working. Yeah. Like I think of it as like going to get some of those certifications or participating in PMI groups is like learning about all of the tools in your toolbox. And Kick-Ass PM is a little bit about understanding which tools do you choose to use on what projects. And, you know, if you decide to use one of the tools in a non-traditional way, that that's an okay way to operate. Love it. I love the way that you're kind of explaining that. And Christine, like the idea that we kind of wouldn't be around without PMI, right? Like there, there is education that they provide, whether it's direct or indirect. Um, I guess my personal experience, not that you're asking for it, <laughs> but so I, <laughs> I actually started the DPM Philly meetup um, because I'd gone to a couple of local chapter meetings um, and they were just not really applicable to what I was doing in digital at the time. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, I was talking to PMs from a lot of different backgrounds. And just for me at the time, it didn't feel like it made sense for me to spend my time going to an event where I'm talking to a project manager from the construction industry, let's say. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of mm-hmm. part of why I wanted to start my own group. But then I guess, you know, fast forward around, you know, seven, eight years, I went to the PMI Global Congress with the team from Team Gantt a few weeks ago um, in Philadelphia, and I got a ton of value out of it because I think I'm in a different place in my career where I recognize that, hey, like there's actually a lot to be learned from those people. Like we might not have direct one-to-one experiences, but again, like the perspective that they can provide on a topic that I wouldn't have considered 
uh, wouldn't have considered otherwise. Right. It's just like really interesting to me. Um, so I'm not going to say I'm all on board, but you know, I'm, I'm really interested in like the crossover and I'm hoping that's kind of yes. where some of these meetups go in the future, because really the community is for everybody. Um, and like Tracy already proved, like a lot of digital PMs have a, a PMP or, you know, a mm -hmm. CSM or whatever it might right. be. So um, it's cool. I don't know. I just, I just wanted to say, like, I think it's interesting to see where our little digital community, how far we've come. Because um, honestly, being at that global conference, um, people were like, what's digital PM? What are you doing? Because people would ask me my background and I would tell them. And they'd be like, who are you? What? You have a book? Like that kind of stuff. So I, I don't know. I just think if we could all continue to kind of encourage more of like a one PM community kind of thing, like it doesn't have mm -hmm. to be all about PMP and the way we learn, but like drawing from each other's experiences, I think is pretty interesting. Yeah, I think that Absolutely. that's totally true. I mean, we're even doing an event coming up in a couple of weeks here in Austin that's like a mega meetup where it uses PM acronyms in like a more broad sense. So there's a lot of product meetups and product managers, program managers, people that span all the P's and all the M's in the context of digital getting together. <laughs> <laughs> I like um, it. And it's really, it's, this one's very unstructured. It's basically a party, but again, it like also opens your eyes to what else is out there. So like, you know, we focus on project and program management and we'll dip our toes into what product versus project management means so that you can think about what else is out there. But we like to do these events every once in a while too, that just gives you the opportunity to meet new people in a slightly related, but unique field. Excellent. So we're coming to uh, time and I have one last question for you. And I'm, I've kind of been doing this at the end of every episode, you know, kind of drawing on the fact that the theme of the podcast is, you know, the name of the podcast is time limit kind of giving a nod to the fact that we're all working with limited time and resources at work. And we've talked about how much time you all spend just organizing. Um, I think on that note, as someone who has run a meetup and, and does currently run a meetup, I've seen that so many PMs will re RSVP for the meetup and say that they're coming and then cancel at the last minute because, you know, you'll hear that work took over their day or there are things that they need to get to. And it's such a bummer as an organizer because, you know, you're also a community member, but you're putting all this time into like making opportunities for people, um, which sounds a lot loftier than, than what it really is. It's, it's organizing an event and hoping people show up, but you kind of sit back and think, oh, people are missing out on these opportunities to further their careers and to learn and get to get to know other local people. Um, so all of that's to kind of ask a question of, you know, what's your advice to those folks who feel like they can't ever seem to make it to an event? <laughs> like, are there things that you say to like, try to get people to come out and, and be a part of the community? Something that we hear a lot is an apology for someone who mm -hmm. hasn't <laughs> been to a, to an event in like a year. And what we always say is like, don't, you know, don't apologize we understand that things come up. It's great that you came back. So you don't have to attend every single month. You don't have to, you know, like be running the meetup with us. Um, it, I would say like any amount of time that you can give to your own professional growth and development it is worthwhile. So whether it is one hour for, you know, five months that you're <laughs> able to come to our meetup, at least you did that. And then it's more likely that folks will come back after that too. 
Yeah, I think in related, there's sort of two things there. So for the organizers, I mean, in reality, with a lot of meetups and events, especially ones that are free, like you just happen to get that like 50% RSVP to attendance rate is like just not always an exact science, but you should just set your expectation and don't take it personally. It's just that, you know, a lot of people, myself included, see meetups and other events and you're like, man, that sounds really awesome. Yes, I'm going. And then in reality, when the week comes up, I might be traveling or just life gets in the way. So I think like to organizers, you have to just not get discouraged if you don't get the headcount, like plan appropriately in the same way that, you know, email marketers understand that not every single person is going to open and click on their email. Like you have to have the right expectation about who's going to be there. Um, but again, like Christine said, it, there's no shame in not being there all of the time. Like, you know, definitely the apologies are completely unnecessary because anything you do is really great. Um, and then, you know, if you can't come to a meetup in person, like for us, very tactically, like a meetup is meant to meet up in person. So it's hard to digest all of the content that you might learn without being there in person. But there's lots of other ways that you can just try to, you know, become a better project manager and educate yourself outside of meetup events. Like, I mean, this is kind of a shameless plug for this, but, you know, personally, I love podcasts. Like I listen to them when I'm in my car, when I'm walking the dog, like they are flexible and work around my schedule. So I think there's also a lot of ways that if you decide, you know, I have too many life commitments to really be able to make an evening meetup during the week, um, just look for alternative ways to try to connect with people and, um, you know, find other ways to get that content you're looking for. Yeah, I think that's great. And I totally agree. I think for me too, one of the things that I have to think about, you know, working from home, sometimes not really wanting to leave after being at home all day to go out to an <laughs> event. Like when I'm planning, I'm not going to just sit down and say, yep, I'm going to that event that's a month out. If Unless it is a topic that I know is really going to relate to my job and my role and something that like I really want to learn more about. So to me, that's like that's a big thing at this point is like, what are the things that I find really interesting and I'm going to gain value from? And then I think obviously the people are a part of it every time. Um, and I think it just depends on the, the type of person that you are. You know, not all PMs want to go out and socialize. Um, so making sure that like, you know what you want to get out of it. Um, I think that's that at least for me helps me to have that drive or, or determine if I'm going to actually make it out on a meetup night. Right. Right. And incidentally, when we have strictly social events that are just a happy hour and there's no planned presentation, our attendance rate is about half of what it is when we have a structured presentation with fully developed content. So it is somewhat clear. The the project managers, they want to get the highest value out of the time <laughs> that they invest in this. Very tactically, what am I getting out of this? It's yeah, so true. We, we experience the same thing in Philly. So yeah, no happy hours, just learning. Roundtables, presentations, workshops, all that stuff works really well. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, thanks for talking about the meetup congratulations on you know making it like what almost seven years now like that's pretty Ooh. amazing and, and christine like kudos to Thank you, you for starting this thing and sticking with it and really doing a great job you, you both do an amazing job with the meetup so thank you for that oh thanks so much thank for you. having us yeah all right thanks yeah. guys have a good rest of your day thanks you too. you too all right that's all for today 
I have to say, I have so much respect for the job that Christine and Tracy are doing with their meetup group in Austin. They produce great events for a lot of hungry project managers. So if you're in Austin, definitely check out their meetup, which link is linked in our show notes. Oh, and if you're liking the show, please rate us where you listen to your podcasts and come back for the next episode, which is going to be all about avoiding burnout, which seems to happen to a lot of project managers, but hopefully you can make it until then. Yes, you can. Thanks. Thank you.